Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Father in heaven, we are grateful and thankful. Lord, we thank you for your grace that has found us and has brought us here today. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you lead and take over this service. I avail myself as a vessel, Spirit of God. Do your own thing. Have your way. Speak to us. You are called the teacher, the advocate. You say you teach us all things. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence here. Holy Spirit, we yield our hearts to you. Touch the people who have gathered here. Speak to us in a form and in a language that we understand. And let the word of God have effect on us this afternoon. We thank you, Spirit of God. We thank you for healing that is coming in our bodies, in our minds, and in our soul. We glorify your holy name. We thank you. We magnify you. This very moment, we magnify you in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Clap your hands together, please, and be seated. And I want to continue sharing with you from the message we began last week on how to pray. And the topic for this particular subject is if you are too busy to pray, then you are too busy. If you are too busy to pray, then you are just too busy. Hallelujah. Say to somebody, if you are too busy to pray, then you are just too busy. Hallelujah. Amen. So last week, we read a scripture in Daniel chapter 6, and we learned about Daniel, a servant of God, who was taken from Israel as a slave. He was taken in a, in a war. He was captured among many. And now they live in Babylon. Hallelujah. They were living in Babylon as prisoners of war or as slaves. And God blessed this Samuel. And Samuel rose up to a position that is quite unique. He rose up to become a president. Hallelujah. So the Bible says there were ministers in that kingdom. There were 120 ministers. And out of these 120, the king chose three presidents. Well, of the, over the 120, the king selected other three ministers who they called presidents. And so I believe among the 120 ministers, they divided them into three. And each group 
will report to one president. So maybe this group of mayors report to this president, and these three presidents will now report to the king, such that the king had no problem in the kingdom. Hallelujah. The king did not have any trouble. The king was able to manage with his kingdom or control affairs of the kingdom through these presidents. Hallelujah. Through these presidents, the king was able to cover every area. There was no problem with transportation. Health was covered. Roads and highways were covered. Everything was covered such that the Bible says the king had no worries. Now the Bible says among these three presidents, whom the 120 ministers or princesses reported to, these three presidents, Daniel was chosen, was preferred by the king. Daniel was chosen or selected to be the head of all of them, such that the hierarchy was that these 120 ministers or princesses report to these presidents. So now there will be two presidents, and the two presidents will report to Daniel. And Daniel will then report to the king. So, besides the king, Daniel was number one. He was a prime minister. He was the number one minister. Are you listening? Daniel was number one. Hallelujah. So now, these presidents, the other two, and the princesses, because I believe they were all in the same category, they were all ministers. And Daniel has risen up among them through the ranks and has become a prime minister. Anytime you are selected amongst many, we are all doing the same thing and now you are chosen to lead us, you develop enemies. And in fact, anytime you are amongst people and you seem to do your work better than them and they notice that, say for instance, everyone is lazy. Now, laziness is a choice. So, everyone is lazy, but you seem to have overcome the laziness and you are a hard worker. You develop enemies. Have you not noticed that? Anytime you do something better than others, you become an enemy. People like you to be in their state. People like you to be like them. We are all lazy. Then they are okay. That is why whenever you get on a new job, you see people come around you, they want you to be like them. They see you running up and down and doing things. They get angry and they call you, they try to retard you. The same thing is also in the church. The same thing is in the church. They see you make extra effort. You want this to work. You're doing this. They call you, brother, slow down, sister. Slow down, slow down. Because they see how you are working, that very soon you are going to be preferred. Anyone who works harder always gets to be preferred. And you get to be chosen. So this is what happened to this Daniel. Hallelujah. This is what happened to Daniel. And so Daniel now has gotten so close to the king. So they thought of a way to bring him down. When people, I say, your enemies don't wish you well. Your enemies don't want anything good to happen to you. 
So they thought of a way to bring Daniel down. And they couldn't find any way. Because this Daniel, the Bible says he was a faithful man. Means that he was constant. His hard work, nothing could change it. His performance, nothing could change it. So they couldn't find any means to bring him down. And then they thought of, there is something that we can do to bring Daniel down. Because we know that he's faithful with his God. If we can do something, make a law such that he cannot serve his God, that he will fall into that trap. So they came up with a law and they said, anyone who will pray in that kingdom for 30 days, just 30 days, anyone who will pray in that kingdom to any God or to any man except to the king, that person will be thrown into the lion's den. Amen. Amen. That person will be thrown into the lion's den. Hallelujah. Amen. So, serving God now has become a problem for Daniel. Such as it becomes a problem for many of you, for instance, when your schedule changes. Do you see? When your work schedule changes, then now coming to church becomes a challenge. Are you listening to me? So they knew that, oh, if we make something that will affect Daniel's prayer life, he is going to disobey it. But there are some of you that if there is a law that will, or if there is any change in your situation that will affect your service to God, oh, 30 days not serving God will not be a problem. 30 days not coming to church will not be a problem. 30 days not praying will not be a problem. But they knew that for Daniel it would be a problem. Amen. Amen. So this is what brought us to verse 10 of Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 10. Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 10. It says, now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open in his chamber towards Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did Aforetime, time as he did before that is an old version of saying before as he did aforetime. time so daniel knew the bible says when he knew that a new law has been passed concerning prayer he went as he knew he went back again to his chamber just as he had done before so Daniel was in a situation now, he says, they can make any law that they want, but I cannot live without prayer. I will have to pray. So just as he did before, he went into his chamber, perhaps his chamber was like this, facing Jerusalem, and then he opened his window, and he kneeled down, and he prayed, 
And I believe that the people, they were all around, 120 of them, plus there's two presidents, everyone with a cell phone, with a camera, and they were waiting. So as soon as Daniel opened the window, they said, here he comes, ready. And everyone was ready, recording. And they recorded Daniel, they waited, they saw Daniel went back to the office and he went and then lunchtime he came back, the same thing, three times a day, just as he did before. No new law is now changing Daniel's prayer life. So now they have caught Daniel, red-handed, on video. Amen. So now, we want to know what was in this Daniel's mind. This is where we are now. What was going on with Daniel? What was running in his mind as far as prayer was concerned? Hallelujah. What was going on with Daniel that prayer was such an important thing that even when his life was in danger, even when he could die from praying, he still went ahead and prayed. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to find out. And that is what brought us to certain principles that were running in Daniel's mind that we want also to let these principles guide us that we will also have that prayer life that Daniel had. Hallelujah. So number one, number one, we think that Daniel must have thought that prayer is very important. Daniel must have thought that prayer is very important. Hallelujah. Why are we saying that? Because we know that anything that is important to you, you will do whatever it takes to do it at all risk. Amen. Amen. There are some people coming to this country was the most important thing to them. I know some friends that coming to this country was the most important thing to them such that even when they were in school, they didn't bother with schoolwork. It was not important to them. They didn't bother with studies. They didn't learn. Have you met someone like that before? Yes. They had something that we call kamsa. I'm not sure if you, you have heard that before. But they were focused on getting to come to this country. That school was not, for them, it, school was not important. Because their vision, something important was on their mind. As they were in the school. Amen. Amen. So they will fail school work. They will fail. They will not submit their homework. They will not go for classes. And it didn't matter to them at all. There are some people who put their lives at risk. Because they know that to be here was very important. Amen. Amen. These days you don't hear a lot about people coming from Mexico and all kinds of things like that since the lottery became 
such a common thing. But such were situations. There are some women, makeup, doing their makeup is very important. Doing their makeup is very important. There are some women who will not step out of their house without having to do their makeup. There are some people that taking a shower is such an important thing, especially for the morning. There are some people even, they take a shower sometimes three times a day. That is very important to them. So they wake up and they say the alarm didn't go off and they are going to be late for 30 minutes. They will take a shower and be late for one hour or one hour 45 minutes. Because they consider it as very important. Amen. Some people, having three meals a day is very important. Very, very important. To have three meals a day. Amen. So in fact, sometimes they are very tired, going to bed very late, but they wake up early so they can have breakfast. They don't want to sleep through that when they wake up, it's lunchtime. And if they wake up and it's lunchtime, they will eat breakfast and then make up for lunch in a few hours. Have you heard that before or seen? Oh, yes. There are some people like that. When they fast, when they fast, they fast from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m., they'll make sure they eat three meals after that. They will eat breakfast and they will make up for lunch and then they will eat dinner late. They stay up. It's very important. Amen. There are certain things that are very important to us. And once that thing enters into the category of important things, we do whatever it takes to make that thing happen. If you are going to work and you are on the way to work and you remember that after six stops on the train, you have left your cell phone home, you get off. You get off the train and take the one back and then pick the bus to go back or Uber to go back and pick your phone and be late to work. It's okay. You tell your boss, I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late. Are you listening? Yes. But Daniel was such a person that he can call his boss that I woke up late, I'm sorry, I'm going to be late because he has to pray. Prayer has entered into a list of important things in Daniel's life. Hallelujah. And when something enters into a list of important things, you make time for it. When something is important to you, you do whatever it takes to make that happen. This past week, we had a three-day convention. Very powerful three-day convention. And, you know, for some of you, you had more important things to do. Do you see? There were things that you considered to be more important than that. And so you didn't come. But if you consider that this is very important, you would have done anything you could to have been there. Even if you were going to be late. If somebody understand what I'm sharing with you, if we do not consider something as important, 
we consider that thing secondary. But Daniel, prayer was very important. Prayer was very important to Daniel such that he did everything he could to include prayer in his life. Into the stage that even his life was in danger, he prayed. He prayed. Amen. He prayed. There are situations that put your life in danger. But you take the risk. I remember when there was this 9-11 issue and terrorist attacks and everyone was afraid to go on a plane. There were some people who went on a plane. When COVID was at its peak and people were afraid to be in a gathering, there were people who flew on the, on the plane. Because what they were going to do was very important that they were ready to put their lives on the line. Are you listening? Yeah. They were ready to put their lives on the line. Amen. Sometimes they announce that there's a storm coming and it's very dangerous to go out. It's very dangerous to drive. It's very dangerous to do this. And once they announce that, and they say that people call and ask, Reverend, are we having church? Are we going to have a service? Is a service coming on? But you never call your job and ask them, is the job opening today? <laughs> and if they open, no matter what the storm is, no matter what the announcement, no matter what the risk is, you show up. Because you consider your point, you consider your job as something very important. Are you listening? So anything that is important, I remember there was a storm many years ago. And somebody went to work. (laughs) (laughs) The snow was like, if you step in the snow, it will cover you up. They, I mean, if they, you fall in the snow, they can't find you. <laughs> Amen. And this sister said, I'll go to work. I said, hey. She said, I'll go to work. And lo and behold, the sister really went to work. And I think when the sister got to the work, the job was closed. <laughs> because those days there were no cell phones. You can call and ask, is the job coming on? You will not even call. The job is very important. Are you listening to me? So we do the things that we consider as important no matter what. Hallelujah. And Daniel must have considered that prayer is very important. Hallelujah. As a prime minister, he was able to sneak from his office three times a day to pray. Prayer must have been very important to Daniel. Hallelujah. Number two, the second principle, no one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. No one is ever too busy, too blessed, or too successful to pray. You may have a busy lifestyle, 
And you may be a very important person. However, you may not be as busier as Daniel was. Or you couldn't be busier than Daniel. How many of you think that you are as busy as a prime minister? Lift up your hands, let me see. Your, your, your busyness is like one person. You are, he's so busy like a prime minister. Who else? Is there anyone here who you feel that the way your schedule is, your lifestyle, you are as busy as a prime minister? Let me see. There is no one. You see, and that is why God placed this person in the scriptures strategically for us to compare our lives with. That we say we have such a busy schedule. We say that we are so busy. We say that we have so many things that we ought to do. We have to do this. We have to do that. We have to go here. We have to go there. We have to take care of this. We are so busy. But we couldn't have been busier than Daniel. A prime minister. His job is called a prime minister. That means he's number one. And Without him, no one can do his job. He has to report to the king. Are you listening to me? He has to report to the king. So he was a very busy man. Yet, Daniel was able to pray three times a day. Hallelujah. Daniel was a prime minister, a leader in the nation with a lot of responsibilities. He had people to meet. He had appointments to keep. He had cabinet meetings. He had so many things to do. Yet, he had time in his life, in his schedule to pray three times a day. Yet, there are some of us who cannot even pray once a day. Once a day. You cannot be too busy that you cannot pray. Amen. In fact, if you are living a life that you are too busy to pray, you are living a very dangerous life. Amen. I'll show you. You are living a very dangerous life. Amen. Daniel was a prime minister, yet he felt that he was not too busy to pray three times a day. If you think you are too busy to pray, then you are deceiving yourself. You are deceiving yourself. You are deceiving yourself. If you think you are too busy, if you do not pray, it is because you do not want to pray. The reason why you are not praying is not because you are too busy. It's just that you don't value prayers and you don't want to pray. But I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, that prayer is very important. You know, there are some people who think that if they will have time to study, if they will have time to do this, they will do very well. They will be successful. The Bible says Daniel had an excellent spirit in him. The Bible says there was an excellent spirit in Daniel. And whenever we talk about Daniel, you know, we think of the lion's den. Isn't that so? Daniel and the lion's den. Daniel and the lion's den. Daniel and the lion's den. That is what we know. But what made Daniel become such an important personality 
or became so popular, yes, was the lion's den, but what made him get even into the lion's den for the Lord to even lift him up was because of an excellent spirit that was in him. And we don't know of anything that Daniel did. The Bible does not tell us of anything that Daniel did except that he prayed a lot. He prayed a lot. And for that, there was an excellent spirit in him. Young people, let me tell you, if you make prayer a part of your life, you will excel in school. There will be an excellent spirit in you such that even your, 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 your papers that you write, your professors, it will appeal to their hearts because of an excellent spirit in you. When there's an excellent spirit in you, you receive promotion at a job. When God places an excellent spirit in you, you will see that you are there and your paycheck has changed. I'm telling you, without you asking for it, they will change your paycheck. Without you asking for it. Hallelujah. When there's an excellent spirit in you, you don't make effort to do certain things. Something else helps you. And Daniel, this spirit was in him. And the Bible says he prayed a lot. He prayed three times a day. Three times a day. So what put Daniel into the lion's den that made him such a popular personality in the Bible was because of his prayer life. That is what put Daniel in the lion's den. That is what made you know about Daniel. But you didn't know that it was Daniel's prayer life. Hallelujah. So sometimes, serving God and being diligent would, would, would bring you certain difficulty and certain situation. Are you listening? Such as a lion's den. Serving God, you see, Daniel's prayer life, Daniel prayed... But God did not withhold the king from putting Daniel in the lion's den. God did not stop the king from putting Daniel in the lion's den. Daniel still went into the lion's den. But what I can assure you is that if you have such a prayer life, no matter what lion's den you fall into, the Lord God will seal the mouths of lions. Hallelujah. God will silence every lion that is in your life. Amen. Because of your prayer life. Hallelujah. And when God does that, when your service to God leads you into a challenge, because you see, sometimes you feel, oh, I have this paper so I can't come to church. I have this work so I can't come to church. I have this to do so I can't come to this prayer meeting. I can't pray. I, can't, I have to stay. I have to sleep eight hours so that I can be at work to do A, B, and C. And also, I can't come on a floor prayer meeting. It's too long. I'll be too tired. But what I want to tell you is that that prayer life will put a spirit of excellency in you, will cause you to perform better at your job, will cause you to do better in school, will cause you to excel because of an excellent spirit that the Lord places in you through your prayers. Beloved, take 
prayers very seriously. Take prayers very seriously. Hallelujah. Prayers took Daniel into the lion's den. But God lifted him up. God silenced every lion. And that is why Daniel became so popular. That he went into the lion's den and the lions could not touch him. Your prayer life will deliver you from lion's dens. I say your prayer life will deliver you from lion's dens. Receive the spirit of Daniel. That made him such a prayerful person. That made Daniel see how important prayer is. That you have a hunger for prayer. That when any situation is created such as you can pray, you feel like you cannot breathe. May you receive that spirit. May you have that spirit. A spirit of prayerfulness. A spirit of a prayer life. Hallelujah. May the Lord enhance your prayer life. May the Lord increase you in your prayer life. In the name of Jesus. May you find prayer to be one of the most important things you do every day of your life. Not anything else. But seeking God. Seeking God. He says, when you wake up, when you rise up in the morning, you seek me first. First. Seek me first. Find me first. Seek my kingdom first. Let it be a priority. Daniel, are you listening to me? Let it be a priority in your life. Put a challenge to God and see. Put a challenge to God and see. That you rise up in the morning and the first thing you want to do is to seek your Lord and pray to him. Young people, let it be your life. Let it be your life. Let it be that you, you will pray in the morning and when you are going to bed, you kneel down on your knees and thank God. Let it be your life. Let it be your life. And then see that you rise up and then you pray before you step out. You rise up, pray before you step out. And then see. He says, you seek me first. First. Find me first. Before all things. And everything else that you are going to do. All other things. They will be added unto you. They will be added unto you. Better performance at job. They will be added unto you. You say you'll be tired when you pray. Strength will be added unto you. Hallelujah. They will be added unto you. Are you listening to me, church? They will be added unto you. You know, there are certain things in life. This week we were learning something so powerful. That there are certain things in life. Bishop was sharing with us. That no matter what you do. You cannot have. No matter what you do, you cannot have. There are certain things that is given by God. There are certain things in life that is only given by God. And if you are not a person that seeks God and asks Him, because He says, ask, and it will be given. God will not give you if you don't ask. He says, I have plans concerning you. Yes. But ask. Seek me. Ask. So in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, there are certain things also that if you have, it didn't come from God. Do you know that there are certain things that you can have in your life that it didn't come from God? Look at that. What are some of those things? 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. It says, For God 
had not given us God had not given us the spirit of fear are you listening so if you have fear in your life you are always afraid you are always worried about something is going to happen that is not from God it says God has not given us the spirit of fear God does not give us to be afraid God does not give us to always feel threatened and be afraid if you are planning to start a business and you have such fear in you, it's not from God. What I mean is that business is not from God. Because if God is really opening the window, you will not have fear. If you are getting into a marriage and you are irritated and you are afraid and you feel something about it and it's fear, that is not from God. You are worried about, you are you, you, you're wondering how does God answer my prayers? I'm showing you. I'm showing you. If you are praying about something and you feel jittery, you feel, you feel, you don't have rest with it and there's some fear in it, that is not from God. But there are certain things. The Bible says it is from God. God gives. And one of those things is, he said, God has not given us the spirit of fear. But what has God given us? Of power. Of love. And of a sound mind. Hallelujah. So to really even experience real love in a relationship, God has to give that. God has to give that. That you are marrying, you are finding a wife or a husband to marry, and you want the one who will really love you and treat you well and feel loved, it ought to come from God. God gives love. You cannot make love. No amount of money can buy you love. You can find any woman you want to marry because of your wealth, but love, it comes from God. Hallelujah. So, if you are a prayerless person, don't even think of love in a relationship. And you cannot replace, she, he buys me flowers, he opens door, car doors for me, and he does this for me, and he does that for me. You cannot replace that with love. Are you listening to me? That she cooks for me all the time, she, the way she talks to me, Reverend, you know, I, I, I feel this is the person. You cannot replace that with love. If you have not prayed. Because if you have not prayed, you have not asked God, he cannot just give you. He said, ask and it shall be given. It is there. The plans of good life, the plans of good relationship, the plans to have to have love in a relationship. God has that plan for you. But he says, you will go and seek me. And you will find me. Ask me and I will give you that. Prayer releases love. If you ask God for it. Are you listening to me? You are planning to marry a woman. And all that you are seeing is that she's beautiful. She has nice body shape. And she speaks softly. Amen. Amen. 
She speaks softly. Are you listening? And that you feel that she's going to love you. Because she always says, I love you too. She always says, I love you. She always wants to talk to me. She says she can't sleep without talking to me. Beloved, you are hearing and seeing beauty today. And you can see beauty. You can see soft voice. But that voice that is behind the soft voice, the only one that knows the end of a thing from the beginning is God. And he says, pray, and I will give you such an one. Amen. He says, and he has given us sound mind. Beloved, peace of mind. To have peace, it only comes from God. In this world, peace of mind, that you have peace, it comes from God. That means no amount of money, no amount of education, no position in life, no relationship in life can give you peace. There is nothing that you in your life, Kofi, there is nothing, Daniel, that you can do in your life to get peace. Nothing. You cannot get peace by yourself. You cannot work hard for peace. Are you listening? You can work hard and acquire property. Don't you know rich people who don't have peace? Don't you know highly educated people who don't have peace? There are certain things in life that you cannot have by yourself. God gives sound mind. God gives peace. God gives you sight that when you go to bed, you sleep, you wake up, and you have a sound mind. It comes from God. It comes from God. It comes from God. You cannot create that. You cannot make that. You cannot make it. So to say that my schoolwork is so important, the job is so important that I have to sleep, I can't come, that I have this much to do so I can't come to church. Beloved, everything that we are looking for is boiling down to success, prosperity, and peace of mind. And peace of mind. I don't think any one of you want to prosper, prosper and do so well that you can't rest at night. That you are always worried. Now when you don't have peace of mind, do you know that you have anxiety? Do you know anxiety also is a result of fear? And the first part is, that does not come from God. That does not come from God. So when you are having that, it means you have not prayed. But if you pray, if you ask, if you seek him, if you seek him, if you knock, the Bible says it will be given unto you. You will find him and it will be open unto you. Peace of mind, prosperity, success. It says that he will prosper you. He will bless you. And when that comes from God, if it is God that has caused you to have blessings and you are prospered, he says that he has no sorrow. Sorrow that brings you disturbance. Sorrow that brings you sleeplessness. That God does not add to his blessings. And that comes when you are a prayerful person. 
Hallelujah. Amen. It comes when you are a prayerful person. So beloved, the things that we want from God, the things that we are seeking from God, we get them through prayers. Amen. Amen. Everyone, I don't think there's any one person here who does not want to prosper. And I don't think there's any one person here who does not want peace of mind. But if you want peace of mind, if you want to do well in life and still have peace of mind, if you want to be a successful person in life, young people, you want to be an engineer, you want to be an engineer with a peace of mind. You want to be a doctor with a peace of mind. You want to be a lawyer with a peace of mind. You want to be a nurse with a peace of mind. You want to be a secretary with a peace of mind. Whatever you want to do, if you want peace of mind to be added to it, then your hard work as you are studying, as you are reading, as you are doing your, your papers, as you are doing your schoolwork and getting your A's, then add prayer to that part of life also. Add prayer to that part of life. Because yes, you can work very hard and get A's. You can work very hard and be successful. You can work very hard and get a nursing degree or a doctor's degree or a lawyer's degree. You can work very hard, but to add peace of mind to that degree, it only comes from the Almighty God. He says that that spirit of sound mind, it comes from God. God gives that. Amen. Amen. I know many people, they have mansions, but there's no peace. They have beautiful cars, but there's no peace. You see, when you don't have that, you get to be deceived to think that when you have that, you have peace. I'm telling you. When you don't have debts, see, for instance, now you have a lot of credit card bills. So you think that is why you can't sleep. You think that the, if, the, if only the business would do well, that's the, that would be the end. You think that if you were to pay all of your debts, that would be the end. But I can tell you, there are people who do not owe a penny in life. And they don't have peace of mind. Peace of mind. Sound mind. It comes only from God. This is all time will allow us for now. You want to end here. Stand to your feet and let us bring the service to a close. Yes. Lift up your hands to the Lord and pray. Pray. You know your life situation. You know there are so many things right now that are disturbing you. You know how restless Sometimes you get, you toss, you turn in bed. There are certain things that when they come in your mind, you get restless. That's the end of your sleep in the night. That is not from God. The Bible says, he giveth his beloved sleep. Peace of mind. It only comes from God. So pray right now for the spirit of prayerfulness that you have that spirit of Daniel that whatever it takes you'll be able to include prayer into your lifestyle prayer seeking God seeking God on the early rise seeking God at the dawn of the day that you will seek your God you will bring your needs to your God 
you will not depend on your own strength and your own wisdom but you will seek your God every day of your life whatever you do in life that you will seek your God seek me first and my righteousness and all the other things he will add to you beloved your only task in this life is to seek him ask him when you rise up as you are preparing to go to work as you are preparing to go to school as you are preparing to take care of your house all of your activities just commit them into the hands of god and say lord i leave them in your hands let that be a part of your life a very very core of your life in the name of jesus father we are grateful we are thankful we thank you lord for revealing to us how precious and how important it is to include prayer in our lives give us the spirit of daniel that spirit of god when daniel knew that the writing was signed that the decree was signed that made him pray three times a day three times a day when he knew that his life was on the line oh god give us that spirit when we know that we cannot sleep we cannot get enough rest but we are still praying let that spirit be in us let that spirit be in us because we know that you will care for us you will take care of us you will provide for us you will give us strength you will renew our strength you will give us strength you will always will mount us up with wings like an eagle when we wait on you we thank you we bless you in the name of Jesus Amen now with all eyes closed and every head bowed if you are here this afternoon and you want to give your life to Christ I want to pray with you you are saying pastor pray with me I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior if that is your prayer lift up your hand and I will pray with you you want to give your life to Christ lift up your hands with me right now and I'll pray with you and if you are on zoom you want to give your life to Christ just send us a text send us a text message and we'll pray with you if you're on zoom you join us and you want to give us you all put your give us a hand sign a hand sign on the screen and join us as we say this prayer and I want the church the rest of you to join me as we say this prayer together and say Lord Jesus thank you for dying for me I have sinned Father forgive me of my sins please wash me with your blood cleanse me from all unrighteousness Lord Jesus I welcome you into my heart be my Lord be my master be my savior please write my name in the book of life thank you Jesus for saving me today in Jesus name Amen we believe you have been blessed with this powerful message come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue Bronx New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday God bless you.